Hey everyone, we're back for an official episode one, I guess, of the uh, Reckoner Live podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, you might have noticed that the uh, intro music was missing there. That is my fault. <laughs> Um, but uh, joining me as always, uh, none other than uh, Mr. Anthony Aegis. How are we, Ant? Good, good. Very good to be back for episode one. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm calling it. I, I, don't, I don't know, really. Like, it's it's kind of kind of episode 300 and something or other, but yes. episode one as well. <laughs> episode one of where you can see us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, and um, you know, people were people were happy that we were back. Uh, yeah, people still have it in their podcast feed, I guess. Well, yeah, I don't know how. I think, I think all the feeds that we had running were uh, basically turned off um, over the last uh, six months or so of not not paying any attention to them. But um, there were a couple that I had to kickstart again. But here we go. Did you manage to find, get access to the main one, like I think the yeah, iTunes? Yeah, the iTunes one. That took a, a little little deep dive. I had to uh, I had to get Apple to reassign the owner to me, and they couldn't tell me who owned it, so it was none of us. Um, huh. so how did that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. So, or, or it was someone that had an account that um, that just you know has they're not using anymore or something like that, but. We we couldn't get into it, so uh, but we can now, so that's good. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we didn't really have a plan for the f- the pilot, and I'm, I'm going to be honest here, we don't really have a plan for, for this one either. Um, but I thought I thought it'd be really good to touch on what you know something that you and I are pretty good at, at talking about over the years, and that's Apple products. Yeah. So um, let's let's talk a little iPhone, shall we? Because I mean that's been across the news, and we're twelve iterations in, Ant, of uh, iPhone. It came out two thousand and seven. iPhone. Yeah, so somewhere around even... there. I have no idea, to be honest, mate. I asked Siri, but I haven't got any any Siri devices near me. You probably get you probably get the wrong answer anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey Google, we're going to do stuff here. <laughs> 2007, you are correct. Yeah. So June 29th. It's hard. It's hard to imagine now a time without a smartphone. Like there's pre-smartphone and post-smartphone eras. Like you can see it on TV shows. Oh yeah, that's obviously before smartphones were a thing, and every TV show or movie made after the smartphone has one in there. So it's yeah, it's weird. Uh, thinking it's been you know, 13 years of this little black rectangle sitting in the pocket. It's it's uh it's pretty crazy, right? Like how, how much it's changed our lives. Well, and, how many, well, and how many they've sold, like it's the computer that everyone has. Like mm. back in the eighties everyone thought, right, everyone's gonna have a computer on their desk in their house and that didn't really happen. Lots were sold, but I don't think they crossed like, you know, anywhere near the kind of penetration of what the, the smartphone was. The smartphone has been the computer for the people, not yeah. a Windows or, or, or a Mac, not a, a box and a big screen. It's a little little device that sits in your pocket. That's been the computer for most people. And 
yeah, everywhere. And and with that, we also got the internet everywhere. Like, you, there's almost no, there's very little parts of the world now where you can't go and get an an, an internet signal. Like you can go to most parts of Australia that are populated, and you'll get internet just on demand. Uh, take out your pocket, you've got fast internet. That that would have been, that, that's like a 1980s sci-fi movie, like. Go a globally connected network in your pocket they can access that at any time now that's that's just like run of the mill average like oh yeah cool I've got LTE why isn't it fast enough like, <laughs> like that's the problem that, that we have now so it's yeah like the smartphone's been that technological change that's like was a sci-fi plot in the 70s and 80s and is now run of the mill very normal and everywhere and for like 10 bucks you can buy a smartphone that does all those things well and, and that's the thing like it's just it's just expected you know that we yeah. have have this and like kids today are just this is the this is i mean i, I don't know what, what's the equivalent for for you and i like you know we grew up with i don't know dot matrix printers <laughs> i don't know yeah. that's the that's the expected or PCs, like PC, like your computer is essentially like we, we expect a computer to be this thing on our desk that can do all of these amazing things and, uh, you know, run spreadsheets and all. And, and you, like our parents before, like trying to do a spreadsheet was like impossible. Lost. Yeah. 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 Now you can do it all on, on like this, you know, tiny little thing. Um, well, we, which, well, there are people now who are like kids who don't know how to use it like you put you, you them in front of a keyboard and mouse and they don't quite know what to do with it but you get them on a phone or a tablet and they're just like wizards so i kind of feel like an old man if i see kids using their phones and their tablets to crash like because it's yeah i've i feel like oh they've, they've moved on from this they've found a different way to do this stuff yeah it's um it's it's pretty crazy like my uh 12 year old uh nephew is just like walks up to everything and thinks that it's like a touch screen like just puts his hands all over it um fully expects it to sort of react in some way whether it's a glass window or a um uh like a tv screen like he'll stand in front of my dad's like 65 inch tv about well three inches away from it and just sort of like touch things and, and expect it to move or change yeah. And, and and the picture is changing, so I assume he thinks he's doing it. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty fun to watch. Um, but I, I guess speaking of uh, faster and like you know you've got access to this cellular like uh, LTE network and so forth. The big thing that everyone was talking about with the iPhone 12 or, or what they wanted us to talk about is 5G, which literally 5G. comes to every model. 5G, yes. Not faster than 4G. Faster than 4G, doesn't cause coronavirus. Um, (laughs) Well, depends who who you ask. (laughs) Who's who's paying your age? Who's saying it doesn't cause it? What what kind of uh, farmer you under? Government uh, conspiracy, sort of. Yeah. Uh, You know, fast, faster. Maybe Malcolm Turnbull's pay me to spruik 5g he was a big proponent of 5g right like he, he always wanted to what's the point of doing fiber to the home when we're going to have 5g yeah cool thanks mate um yes well 
I mean, Apple, some people were expecting them to do it last year, but they, they finally got around to it this year. Uh, and uh, every model, whether it's from the, the new iPhone 12 mini all the way up to the iPhone 12 Pro Max, 5G included, no extra, uh, well, no extra, no less, I guess, <laughs> for, for, that, for that amount. But uh, yeah, 5G across the board. Uh, and then now we're seeing telcos who have typically bolted on 5G as an add-on, like Telstra. Well, I mean, you really only got... Is, does Vodafone have 5G out now? They do technically. They've got like three sites. Yeah. So they, <laughs> technically, they do, but really, it's they haven't rolled it out yet. But they yeah. will over time, yeah. Uh, so really, you're paying Optus or Telstra the privilege of using 5G. If you're living in a, a CBD area that happens to be within stone's throw of a tower, um, I know where I am right now. In um, I'm about 6K out of the CBD in Adelaide, no 5G. Um, in, in Melbourne and Sydney, it's decent, but the problem is the frequency that, that they're using, it's in, they're not often in the, the higher range of, of the frequency. So it makes it difficult to get indoor signal. So you mm -hmm. can get it indoors if you're in a very strong location, but if you're on the fringe of the, of it, you might only get it outdoors. So that kind of makes it a bit you know, hit or miss. But yeah, for most people, 5G is not really the reason to buy this. I don't know anyone who is buying this phone because it's like, sweet, 5G, I can get faster access on my phone. Like It makes very little, little difference. Um, in Australia, in America, they have a different 5G plus what we're getting. So there's there's two kinds of 5G. There's the low frequency 5G, which is like under like four gigahertz. So that uses the pretty much it's, it's the same as the 4G that, that that we have now. But then there's a thing called millimeter wave 5G, and that takes place in the much higher frequency range of like 60 gigahertz, and that's designed to be like really huge bandwidth so like those like gig, uh, gigabit speeds they're usually on millimeter wave 5g because they have a lot more bandwidth in that part of the spectrum to dedicate to each phone because it's that high up in the frequency range is actually not used for very much there's heaps of space spare whereas the lower down in the frequency range you get it's very useful frequencies for like tv uh radio um uh 4g uh wireless communication for like um handheld radios and, and stuff like that so that's mm. the precious good wireless signals whereas up, up high in the in the range they're not as useful because they can't go as far because they're this they're, they're so high pitched that the frequency is higher uh, they have trouble penetrating walls and glass and uh, metal and things like that so they're actually very short range but in some places they're actually very useful because if you're outdoors in dense cities like Singapore or Hong Kong or New York or San Francisco, um, there's just not enough spectrum in the lower range to get everyone's devices on at once. I don't know if you've ever been to a, a conference in like a big American city and AT&T just shoots the bed. It's just because there's just not just too much, too many radios in the one spot. This kind of helps with that because you can have a lot more devices on the one tower, but the range is very limited, so it's kind of only useful in dense cities. And, and uh, America has a few of, of those millimeter wave networks, whereas in Australia we we don't. 
So in America, the 5G, uh, the iPhone 12 has a little window on the side, kind of where, where your thumb goes. It kind of almost looks like a Touch ID mm. uh, sensor. People thought it was that, but it's actually a little antenna for 60 gigahertz millimeter wave 5G. And it'd be interesting to see how useful that actually is in real world. In America, uh, I think Verizon or at t are the ones that, that have it and um, it's faster. Like you, you can get hundreds of megabytes a second, um, slightly, slightly lower latency, but only in very select regions. So in practice, I don't know how useful it is. In Australia, we, 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 we haven't got it on our phones and there's no networks that support it. And so yeah, there's not many of those networks around the world right, right now. So if 5G isn't a draw card for Australians, uh, and uh, we, we had Bill comment in the broadcast whilst we were uh, whilst you were talking there that you know um, the millimeter wave is such a short range and can be blocked by almost anything. So you know how good is 5G when you, you know you, you're firing up? You don't even need to fire up your microwave. You just need to be in the house using your microwave <laughs> um, or in the kitchen. Um, so what? Why are people using? Or wanting what? What? What's the draw card? What, why? Why are we upgrading? Because we we ran a poll on the Twitter account the other day uh, for uh, who's upgrading essentially, like who, who's going to buy the iPhone 12, and it was basically 50% of the people uh, either have already bought an iPhone 12 or are waiting for the Mini or the um, Pro, which isn't coming out or isn't available for pre-order until November or something, November 16th ish I, th- I think seventh and they get sold on on the 16th yeah and then um and then uh another quarter we're just like there's nothing to upgrade for like i don't really need this and then the other quarter they pick the uh what i thought would be the most popular popular fuck apple um <laughs> well, very, very popular sentiment <laughs> so like why upgrade like what's what's the attraction here um i mean for most people with a year or two old phone, there isn't much really. I mean, mm-hmm. probably the biggest difference I could see on the iPhone 12 is the iPhone mini, the iPhone 12 mini. People might like that smaller phone. That one's been very, like I see a lot of people I know who have an iPhone 11 or an iPhone 10 buying that one because they want a phone that's not so huge mm-hmm. with good specs and the iPhone 12 mini does that. That's, that's quite nice. Um, the iPhone 12 Pro Max, the camera in that, so the the telephoto they call it, which is the 50 millimeter camera on it, the sensor in that, the camera sensor, is actually really big for a smartphone. It should take photos better than any smartphone we've seen before. Kind of almost as good as the um, uh, professional point and shoot cameras. So the kind of fancy PowerShot Canons and the mm-hmm. Sony RX series. The camera is as good as that on the iPhone Pro Max iPhone 12 Pro Max. So, that, it, so that's, that's why I'm buying it. But it would want to be, right? Like, what are we looking at for the iPhone 12 Pro Max? $1,850. Yeah, so it's, which... It's an expensive beast. Like, not only is that the cost of... Like, what, a Canon M50 is probably around five, 600 bucks now with a decent sensor in it. Like, uh, and uh, a smartphone will set you back 1100 1200 combining the two we're still under that bracket so is it it's it's purely like a convenience factor that we're getting everything yeah. in one 
essentially. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And shooting that Dolby Vision 4K yeah. video. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that said, the video aspect of the iPhone is actually pretty pretty good. Like, if you want a video camera that does 4K, you have to spend at least like three or four grand on like a proper like camcorders are dead. Like, you don't I don't even know if you can buy them anymore. Like, who's buying camcorders? The, the the iPhone camera is better. Like, it's got a bigger sensor. It's mm-hmm. got better quality lenses. Like, you can actually do, like, three different... Like, the zoom lens on most of those camcorders are just garbage. It's actually nicer to have these lenses that are on the um, the on, on the, the iPhone Pro Max. And you can edit it right on the device and post it directly from, from the device. It's just a way mm-hmm. better... For video, I think the iPhone's, like, probably the best camera that you can buy that's not, like, a Blackmagic pocket cinema camera. Yeah. Like, you you, you 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 either buy that pocket sim the black budget camera or an iPhone. There's nothing under the else besides the iPhone or maybe like a, a GoPro, but they're only good for the, the wide angle shots. They look kind of stupid if you're not. Yeah. Like, you make, depending on, on on what you're actually doing. So yeah, those are like the three cameras. And was before you'd have like tons of camcorders. That is dead. Whereas with 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 cameras like still cameras. There's still a reason to buy a DSLR or a mirrorless camera. That should look quite nice because of their bigger sensor. But on the Pro Max 12, it's really you need if if it's not an ASPC, so APS-C sensor, like the large-ish sensor, you're wasting your time. Like this this camera is going to be probably better quality mm. than almost every camera that's not like a DSLR or a, a, a mirrorless with the changeable lens. Yeah, kind of thing. like that size sensor. Anything under, may as well not bother. Yeah, I, I had a, a friend who um, has uh, well, they're the pregnant and they're about to have their first child. And he was talking to me the other day. This is before the iPhone 12 was announced. He's just like, well, you, you know, you're into photography, you like cameras. We're going to have our first kid. What should I be getting? And I'm like, what do you? What do you want to take photo? Like, is it just of the the your newborn? And, and it's like, what's the goal here? So like, yeah, yeah, we want to take better photos of our new baby, and and that means getting a you know DSLR. And I'm like, why? Like, do you want to learn how to use all of those things on a DSLR? Like, is that really something that you want to invest the time and effort in in understanding, or is it just the perception that you're going to get better photos out of it? Because really, the reality is you're going to get photos, if not better, with the smarts that are built into the uh, phones these days, paired with the sensors um, that are on them, that there's no point. Like, in, unless you truly are like a professional photographer or a budding professional or an, like you're an amateur hobbyist that's going down that path that want to learn and, and grow your skill sets in photography, stick with a smartphone. Like, they're, they're virtually pumping out the same megapixels anyway these days there's, there's no point um uh, mind you they they sit in uh android land so they wanted the uh the s20 um to to do what they which is fine like it's a great great phone with like a really robust array of like cameras on it so um but you're probably losing out on a few little bits and pieces that you might get with you know a pro max or um even just google's own software and processing in the pixels so um so for you like amp because i know you're buying one you're buying a pro max 12 
big one that went that one fit in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a Max in the past. Yeah. Uh, I've I didn't love it. I went back to a regular on the eleven, um, and I skipped the tens. Um, I'm not in a rush to go back to uh, having something that's bigger than every pocket that I have on my jeans. Um, and even with the even with the 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 camera, like I'm I'm okay with waiting a year for that to come down and trickle down into all the others. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I I I had the seven plus, which was, which I think was the first big phone, or was it the six plus? I had the I very was, first one. Yeah, I think I think it was the seven. Yeah, well, was it? Maybe it was, maybe it was the six S plus, but yeah. whatever the first one Apple made was, I got that one, and I hated it. I was like, oh, it's too big in my pocket. I couldn't <laughs> hold it with one hand. I didn't like it, so I always stuck with like the um, the the smallest one that they had. Um, but now the camera is actually significantly better in the the Pro Max. So I figure I'll give it another shot because I've been using an Android phone. This um, uh, TCL thing uh it's i forgot what it's called tcl 10 pro that's it and it's quite large and i've, I've gotten used to it so <laughs> i'll i'll put up with the um pro max and, and worst case you know it, it's it's just a year i'll give the 13 whenever that comes out yeah see i i was come um uh like pre-order day for which for the 12 was last friday i was like yes i'm gonna I, I, i'm gonna get a 12 i don't know why i don't I, i'm not really sure is it the better better battery life is it um you know the i think the probably the most attractive thing is just the, them going back to the squared off edges on the phone i think that's yeah. probably the the probably the most enticing feature on this entire lineup for me is not having those stupid round corners that have it slide out of your hands constantly. Yeah. It, I, I don't understand why they ever went away from that. But anyway, we're back to it. So that's the important thing. Um, personal preference. I think that out of everything is the most exciting feature to me about these phones, which is kind of sad and had me at sort of nine o'clock on Friday going, oh yeah, I'm gonna wait up two hours and, and pre-order because pre-order started at 11 p.m. Mm. Uh, really, really convenient time for everyone. Uh, and then it got to about ten thirty, and I was like, "You know what? I just can't be asked. Like, what's the I'm point?" <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to bed. If I change my mind in the morning and there's still some available or on launch day, I really want one. I'll go get one. But it's just, it's not worth it. And and the one that is the most exciting to me that I'm really keen on is the mini. But I want, I don't want, I don't want to go back to just having the two lenses, because I use the three that's on the eleven so often without even knowing that I'm using it, and that like I, I you know, had a, a sort of semi faux career back in photography way back in the day, and and like taking photos, um, but am satisfied by just using an iPhone. So I like that that sort of added functionality, but I don't want to go to the max to, to get that super big, you know, sensor and um, extra level of stuff. But yeah, 
now now that I didn't like the the wave of um, of that excitement of getting a new phone has washed over. I'm 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 okay with not buying a new phone. Um, you you fought through the uh, the dis- dis- distortion field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Like it, it's just like oh yeah, new iPhones. Like it, it's just this weird sort of trigger in in I don't, uh, I don't know my my head or a lot of people's heads. It's like you've yeah, got to have I, it. I, I haven't bought a new iPhone since the iPhone ten, so. I've been good boy. I've been, I've, I've, waited, I've waited three years to buy a new, a new iPhone. So, yeah, well, that was me before getting the eleven, and now I'm, I'm back on. I'm back on the juice. Eight, eight, <laughs> once a year, twelve months yeah. right yeah. in front of me. <laughs> Thanks, Tim Cook. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't watch any of the actual event. I, I still haven't seen it, which is kind of odd. I, I actually forgot about it because like, I. I Read the news the day after. All right, I've read it all enough. I've written about it for the, the, the sizzle. I'm done. But I actually haven't watched the event. And I can't remember the last time I haven't watched an iPhone event. So I should probably watch it at some point. Yeah. Like, I... I the whole virtual thing I don't, I don't, is really weird to me. Like, I don't... There's nothing wrong with it. it. And it's really no different to if they were doing it in front of a crowd of tech journos or not. But... Just the the actual appeal of watching the event is really really low, and that could also be just because I I, I know what's like we we know what's happening so far in front these days um, that it's not really that interesting. Like Mac Rumors had so much information on their website before this thing came out that. You, you literally knew exactly what it was like what it was going to look like they had um like renders of the casings they had new every spec down to the last minute like th- there was nothing exciting about the event whatsoever I, I don't know if apple have joined the bandwagon of just kind of like leaking their own stuff out now or it's just gotten think, so difficult that they they can't not it's just harder because I mean, I I know this iPhone was late, like because it was normally they come out in about Septemberish, but 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 because of coronavirus, they had to hold to hold it back. So I'm pretty sure that gave more time for the you know, factory workers or the the accessory manufacturers just to be tempted to get things out there rather than wait a week or two. Then it's official instead of it being a week or two, it was like a, a month or two instead, and they just you just can't hold a secret for that long in that kind of industry with that many people holding that secret. So it just came out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very different to, you know, back in the day, you know, us old sort of Apple nerds, like back in the day when you were clamoring for any bit of information and oh, it's like this tiny tidbits come out over here. It's like, what could it be? I was like, it's a mouse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it really doesn't matter yeah. um yeah now it's like with people like evan blast and stuff on twitter just literally leaking every single render and marketing piece of material that comes out for every uh, for every phone uh it's it's pretty pretty nuts but yeah um so i i guess when we when we're getting down to it and the reason you're getting the iphone 12 pro max 
is really just because you think you've reward, you need to reward yourself for, <laughs> yeah. for taking a year off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I could keep using the Pixel 3 I've got. It works fine. Yeah. It's not bad. It takes, a, it takes photos. Because this TCL phone has to go back to TCL. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they, they, they want it back, but normally they usually let, let me keep it. But they said, this one's only for three weeks. So... Um, but the Pixel I bought myself for $300 off eBay from a professional refurbishing place, and it's been it works fine. Um, but I, I I miss the iPhone, I miss uh, iOS. I kind of check in every now and then on Android just to see how they're going, and yeah, I, the Apple stuff is nice. As much as I hate Apple these days for how they treat the uh, developers, mm. it's it's a way nicer phone to use I, yeah, it's just a lot smoother just just lots of little things that like on android like on this tcl phone it's just the, the curved edges are just awful because often there'll be like a, a button on the edge of the screen that i can't press because the edge because it's got a curved edge and there's like an anti an anti-edge rejection thing so that if you're holding the phone and you touch the edge it doesn't accept the input Mm-hmm. But there's, a, there's a there's a button on the edge like a kick on, on on the keyboard it just doesn't accept the input and it's like that's really stupid like i can't press like the zero number button on the keyboard because it's in the zone where you're not supposed to press <laughs> <laughs> so you have to touch it like in a weird angle and i, I miss it yeah. half the time and the fingerprint reader is under the screen on it yeah and it's it works half half the time like it's just so slow to find your finger and I've put in multiple fingers, and it's like it takes ages to kind of unlock Pick it the up phone. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I, and the camera on it's very average. It's got four cameras on the back of it. Uh-huh. It's got. I'm supposed to have a fancy 64 megapixel camera. It's they're so like they're not sharp at all. Like I don't know if it's just me not holding still enough, but they're just not sharp photos. Like they're just like well, the details really like it's it really smooths them out. And there's no detail when you zoom in, whereas my iPhone 10 pictures have more detail in them, and they're from a way older phone. So, yeah. yeah I wasn't um, I've always like the the edge detection stuff. Like the was it the the Galaxy yep. Edge? Yeah, yeah, Galaxy Edge, first one that did it. I, and why do people want the display to wrap around? Like, yeah, what's the is, point? It is it is bad. Like it, it is a dumb, stupid feature. Like it it, it, it it's a worse experience. Mm. Not just from using it, how your your hands touch the edges, but the image on the screen is distorted. Like the edge of the screen is like curved, and it's the colors are off because it's not at the right level. It's just, yeah, it's clearly a gimmick. Like it's not, it has no practical purpose at all. Yeah, uh, very strange. And there's still like well, like TCL there making that one. There's plenty of manufacturers out there like really clamoring to do this whole sort of wrapped edgy stuff, yeah, um, and it, making no sense whatsoever. But I guess it impresses someone. It looks good in marketing. It's another feature that you can see. I of... think, I think that's that's about it. It just looks good in marketing. That's yeah. what I can think of. Because I don't know how anyone uses this data and goes, "This is better than than a flat screen." Yeah. Um, just jumping back to the uh, the Apple event, there they they actually have the entire Apple uh, jumping on the the uh, you know event in X seconds bandwagon. They've done it themselves, so you don't actually have to watch the whole thing. It's, it was all yeah, 
much apples. Um, Apple event in 51 seconds, and then they've cut together their own sort of uh, footage to go along with it. Well, there you um, go. Yeah. Ceramic shield, that's another big thing they went on about, these crystal-like things going into the new uh, screen that, that's on nice. the iPhones. Four times well, yeah, when drop protection. The back, the, the, back, the back of it's not glass anymore, which is fantastic, because uh, I hated the back glass on, on the iPhone's end. Mm. So it's just a shatter. Like, you drop it, you've got the back and the front stuff. <laughs> so whereas now it's back to metal, which is cool. And the MagSafe stuff's kind of in, uh, interesting for accessories. Yeah. I'm, I mean, it seems so simple, right? The MagSafe stuff. Like, just stick a battery, uh, stick a battery, stick a magnet in there and just, like, slap everything on and, and away you go. Um, and you, you assume that it's quite rigid. Like, if, I'm got, if, if I've got a pocket on there that's got, you know, a couple of credit cards or something like that, mind you, not that you technically need, need something with credit cards but you know um uh your license or something like that mind you in south australia you can have a digital license and queensland and, yeah. and new south wales well, what's what's going on victoria too busy trying to stop the coronavirus <laughs> that's that's insane but uh a, a friend of mine here in adelaide still has to carry the license because he he, he tried to use the digital one somewhere and they said, no, we can't accept it. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't like at a... a pub or something. Nah, it was something weird like, um, I, I don't know, like getting a passport or something. But anyway, okay. they, they just flat out said, no, you need your actual license, which is, I don't know, fair enough, I guess. But, um, you know, that the idea of not carrying around, you know, any wallet whatsoever is... Um, extremely enticing I, I would love that all they need to do is fix Mikey to let you use NFC on an Apple yeah. and uh, and and introduce a uh, digital license in Victoria I'd be set yeah yeah that's uh, all my cards as well uh, pretty much yeah I just use uh, my driver's license really the rest I can mm. probably just get away with and some cash I usually have some cash on me at some point just in case but I could probably get away with it so. Yeah, I don't even do that any, anymore. I had to get cash out to buy a Bunning sausage yesterday. <laughs> and it was like, what, what do you mean you don't have FPOS? And especially with COVID, like what, why is it, yeah, why yeah. can't I just tap and go? Like, what yeah, just get one of those little Square or PayPal readers and just tap. They're, uh, they're, they're free now. I think Square, gives, they give them away for, for free if you use their, you know, their payment uh, processor. So. Um, yeah, their point of sale or so yeah. uh, the guy was like, oh, you can just go into any register and they'll give you cash out. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what is this? Like 1999 or 2001? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, that was an experience. But mind you, I'm lucky I can go to Bunnings in the first place. So. Yeah, true. I, I don't know what, what a Bunnings is anymore. <laughs> Actually, Apparently, the, 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 the Bunnings here are open, but there's no sausages. So that's really it, uh, what's the point of going. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not getting a sausage, you're not going to Bunnings. Like, no. it's just... Might as well just spot online. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that was announced at the uh, the Apple event last week was the HomePod Mini, uh, which I, I wasn't personally expecting, but I assume other people were or had it on their radar. But and 
is a thing that people might actually want, apparently. So the, uh, the HomePod, uh, which is Apple's smart speaker, I'm sure everyone knows about that, uh, have now been shrunken down into this sort of like orb-like thing. The, I find that the video for introducing this thing is one of the most disturbing uh, like pieces of graphic because it looks like, if I just, I'm just gonna pause this video, it looks like one of those dust mite uh, microscopic level uh, images and it does not resonate well with my brain like all like all I'm thinking about is like some weird cleaning commercial on TV that's showing me how disgusting my bed linen is or something like it's 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 quite quite disturbing what's going on inside my head right now but anyway apparently it's it's uh, you know their way of introing the fact that when they zoom out obviously that it's a, an eye a HomePod mini, which, uh, look, I, I think is kind of cool, but I, I don't know anyone that wants one. Well, the thing is, it's not as smart, anywhere near as smart as the Google or uh, Alexa ones. It's mm. just not, you can't ask the same kind of stuff. You can't really, Sirius is not as good. So if you do use a lot of that stuff, to ask it questions or make it do things for you, you're not going to get this because HomeKit for starters has way less things you can integrate with it than Definitely. Alexa and uh, the Google uh, stuff. And it just doesn't work as well. It, it just can't do the full range of stuff. So really, it's really relying on how good is it as, as a speaker. Uh, for 150 bucks, how does it sound compared to a Ultimate Ears Boom or a, you know, a Sonos One? kind of thing um at yeah, that because, price point. And, and it's not it's not um cable free it doesn't have a battery in it like the new sonos move or anything like that it's it's a wired device kind of like the echo dot but um with uh the potential to sound a lot better like mm -hmm. the the echoes are pretty average at best even the ones that are advertised as sound um devices rather than just being dumb yeah. i've um, never liked ones. the the Amazon and the Google speakers for music. They just sound awful. Even the the the, the, the Max for mm. what it costs wasn't very the cost just blew it away and, and it costs less. But the HomePod, the bit bigger HomePod, actually sounded very, very good. Like that was probably one of the best speakers in that price that that you could buy. Um, so that we did see how Apple does with the uh, mini for four one fifty. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that sounds like. Yeah, I, I think 150 is a good price point to pique my interest. You know, I have zero yes. um, interest in using this thing uh, for its smarts. Um, I have uh, no need for this other than just does it sound good in a room that I don't already have Sonos in, which is pretty much none of them, but you know, could could it serve a purpose in one way or another? And and for for my um, peace of mind, I just want to know that it sounds good, or it sounds better than um, than other devices. And yeah, that price point is enough to sort of make me go, yeah. Or I'll just use the Apple library policy, which is you know return it in two weeks and then basically get it for free um, to try it out. So it's it's and I'll, I I. I don't mind the shape of it as well. Um, I always, the, the pattern that they have on top, like the little screen display on top of the HomePod, they've, they've got a better version of it on the Mini and, and that looks quite nice. 
but yeah, it's it's different. The other thing is that you can't pair them. So unlike the big bigger version, which you can have like sort of this stereo pair, you can't do that or use the mini as like satellite speakers for a um, home theater or you'd think with Apple TV and, and um, the TV service that they would be sort of encouraging the use of these types of products in some sort of, you know, home theater setup or um, especially the, um, you know, if you've got one of the larger ones at the front that maybe that does, you know, your center channel and your voice, uh, so your left, right, and then you've got a couple of satellites going or something. But other than communicating with other minis in other rooms, it doesn't really do anything else. Yeah. So... You, you can pair two minis to be a stereo pair. You can do that. You can do that? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But you can't get a big home pod and a little home pod. And use them together. together. Yeah. So. Which, yeah, it just seems kind of strange that you wouldn't have that cross-functionality. And whether that comes down to something, like you'd think they'd be able to I do that with software and stuff. I reckon well. it's, it's because the home pod, because it's the home pod mini actually has an Apple Watch CPU in it. So the, mm. the, the Series 6 Apple Watch and the HomePod Mini run on the same hardware, where, whereas the HomePod has an, an, I think it's an A8 CPU, so, so the same as the Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, maybe that's why. Maybe yeah. yeah, would make, make sense. Um, I, I know there's people like hard kit home, uh, hardcore home kit people out yeah. there. Well, but... I ask them people suffering from, from Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because uh, HomeKit's the crappiest one of all of them. <laughs> like Google's platform is actually really good. Tons of stuff supports it, mm. and um, even the cheaper stuff does it, and it's really easy to use. And it's cross 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 platform. But HomeKit's only on iOS. Yeah. So if you've got someone in your house who uses Android, they can't use any of this home home stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I think one of the first things that most people say to me when oh yeah I use HomeKit and I really enjoy it is then they uh, they follow that up with like oh, I I use HomeBridge which sort of allows me to like connect it on to other, other networks and stuff. It's just like HomeKit on its own just isn't fine, isn't doing the job. And the other thing which is really interesting about um, the the announcement with the Mini was that like they were going on about all these services that you can use on the Mini. Like, oh, we've got like Pandora and TuneIn and, um, you know, Apple Music and, and blah, 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 you know, all this other, uh, Amazon. The one that I actually want yeah. on Spotify. Oh, is, Spotify. Is, is, is that <laughs> the, 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 the conveniently left out, the yeah. uh, music service that they don't want anyone to why. use. Yeah. Uh, so, again, that automatically puts it in a bucket of, well, I don't have Apple Music. So why would I use this or why would I go out and buy this? Um, and obviously they're making way more money off of Apple Music subscriptions than they're ever going to make off of a, a HomePod mini. So I can understand them um, not entertaining that idea. Uh, I, I, think, I think that was about it really. Like the other thing they talked about at the event was the fact that they're not including headphones and and cables in the boxes anymore. They say it's for the environment, but really, come on. Yes. The headphones, I can kind of semi-understand. You had to own preferences for them, and, you, and they actually did reduce the price mm-hmm. uh, of the headphones, so you can actually buy them separately for like 20 bucks now, I think. But um, not having a charger in the box is a bit annoying because the cable it comes with 
is a USB-C cable. So if you haven't got a USB-C charger, which none of the previous iPhones did, mm. you'd have to buy one from somewhere. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it was a bit but, annoying to change the cable and change the, and like have a charger. That's, that yeah, that was annoying. If if if, if it was an a, it was a USB-A cable that they didn't include, mm. so that they included. All right, there's millions of those chargers around in my house. There's at least a dozen sitting in the box, but USB-C chargers are actually kind of I haven't got. Yeah, that uh, just USB-C. So I, I don't yeah. think the, I mean the only ones that I've got are like what comes with the MacBook Pro mm. or uh, a, a Nintendo Switch. Excuse me. The USB-C, but I'm not going to use that to charge my phone most of the time. So, um, yeah, interesting. The and, and the packaging that they dem- they showed off was like you know half the size because they're not including these things, and so we can pack you know uh, two thirds more into a shipping container when they go. I was like, yeah, uh, I I get your messaging. I don't believe <laughs> believe it at the end yeah. of the day. Um, and if if that was the case, lower the price of the damn phones. Yeah. Well, actually, interesting because this year the price didn't go up, so I think they just. I don't think the price would would have gone up, but instead mm-hmm. they just kept it the same price as last year. Which, all right, that's unusual for Apple. Normally the price goes up. Yeah. Uh, well, yay! Good on you for only charging us two grand for your. Yeah. <laughs> For the line iPhone for crying out loud. Um, what else? Uh, like, I think we've whipped the Apple horse to death. Uh, and um, what else happened in the world of tech last week that was uh, something that we might have missed in uh, your wonderful newsletter, Ant? Yeah, the, let me um, the sizzle. bring that up. I actually do write every day about this technology stuff, which is... You, uh, you, you probably you probably should know uh, what you wrote about, you would have thought. Yeah, so what I wrote... Is I, on the weekends, I put out like a summary email for the free subscribers. So... Um, it's actually quite a boring week. Probably the most interesting thing was in Canberra's election, so, so the, the ACT had an, had an election last uh, on Saturday... Mm-hmm. And because of COVID, there's no democracy sausages. So normally you go to the election to vote and you get a sausage. You, you couldn't. The bank because of COVID. So what uh, Alphabet, which is Google's parent company, did, they have a, a division called Wing, which mm-hmm. has drones that fly around Canberra and some parts of Queensland, dropping off. like, uh, like you, So you use an app, like kind of like um, uh, Uber Eats, to order food. But instead of it coming through a person on a bike or on a car, they deliver it in a drone. And for Saturday, they were giving out free sausages in bread in a drone. I don't know how that works. <laughs> Surely the bread, the bread would have like opened up. Unless they had a special container to keep them all wrapped up tight. I mean, like a rubber band around sausage. I don't know. But they were de- de- delivering drone sausages across some parts of Canberra. Wow. people who ordered them. So it would land in your backyard or in your street and you'd pick it up and it would go away. Go get the next sausage and deliver it to the next person. That's cool. And yeah. a bit weird. I, I remember Wing doing their first early trials with like some uh, chemist or something yeah. in, in the ACT. Yeah. 
Yep, they they they're still doing it. And apparently, it's been very popular. There's 350 uh, percent increase in the last month. Wow. Because of COVID, like people couldn't go to places, so they've yeah, been well, getting drone deliveries, and yeah. pe- people like it. It's been working fine. Apparently, it's still they're still super noisy. Hmm. I don't know how the neighbors feel about it, but um, people are using it. People want their drone deliveries. I, th- I think what the issue, think why I like it is not so much that it's by a drone, but that it it comes right away. Yeah. Rather than having to wait a few hours or something, whereas these yeah. shops that are on the service can do delivery like hour, like I just up drone to you, rather than having to wait for a batch of deliveries or. Uh, the, the, the shop is too small to have a like down on other platforms so I think that's the appeal not so much a drone coming it's just it's here now I don't have to wait you know, six hours it'll come in um, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes um, I can tell you another interesting thing that happened last week that we can touch on briefly uh, and that is uh, AMD's announcements with the new uh, CPU the new Ryzen uh, line and then they teased out the new GPUs, um, which I think they're announcing <coughs> in a couple of weeks um, now. But the um, the CPUs look good, like like really competitive stuff. If especially in the gaming space, if you were um, if you're someone that's looking to build out your new rig, the new Ryzen nine series, the fifty nine hundreds and the fifty eight hundreds, like. I've never owned an AMD machine before. Um, I've always sort of stuck to the Intel line of, of like, well, you know, they've been doing it the longest and they should know what they're doing. But when you see how well AMD are doing right now, it's not just in the CPU, but in the GPU space as well. Like, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it gives you food for thought about whether may you know maybe or not maybe i should you know that next pc i'll i'll switch motherboards and jump ship yeah i mean the latest ryzen specs on there's still no benchmarks out are not from amd so i don't trust them 100 percent. but technically they should be because even though intel because the past kind of few years intel's been better uh, sorry been worse because in uh, AMD's had more cores on the same CPU for less money. So if you're doing a multi-core uh, process like encoding video or compressing files, things like that, that's a lot faster because there's just more cores. At the same price point, the AMD CPU would have six cores, whereas the Intel CPU would have four cores. It's just a no-brainer, even if the per-clock instruction performance is slower, because you've got more cores, it's going to be faster. But with this latest generation of CPUs, the Ryzen 5000 series is actually faster with the same amount of cores at the same frequency than the similar Intel CPU. And that hasn't happened for about maybe 15 years or so so, since the Athlon 64 days. Oh, man, the Athlon. Damn, I forgot about the Athlon. Yes, that was kind of the first... Back then, when... uh, Intel had the Pentium 4, that wasn't very fast, whereas the AMD CPUs were, were faster. But then since the, um, uh, the kind of Core 2 days, or the Core CPU days, Intel was just way faster. Because each instruction, so it, for, for each um, 
frequency so for each clock so the clock speed that in like a four gigahertz or a three gigahertz cpu that's how many times it can do an operation you know, per cycle um the amd cpus just couldn't do as much in that in that cycle as the intel cpus could until now and now the amd ones are just better so not only are they better multi-threaded so there's big workload but also single thread and for mm. games many games are not multi-threaded or at best they use two threads so gamers still kind of preferred the Intel CPUs because they were still faster, but not anymore. With the 5000 mm. series, you, you're going to get, not only is it going to be cheaper, use less power, not run as hot, it's also faster and cheaper. So there's very little reason to buy with the new generation of Intel of AMD CPUs to buy an Intel CPU. Now, I don't know why you'd buy it. Um, there's very little reason to get an Intel CPU for most for, for most people. There's very specific niches. Like if you need the AVX five twelve instruction set, which unless you know what it is, you you, you don't need it. <laughs> um, the Ryzen's are, are going to be be better. Uh, I have no idea what they are. So, <laughs> so. Uh, it's 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 kind of like having like a like a, a mini GPU on your CPU. It's 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 like a certain they call it an S things SMID. Or SIMD, it's 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 like this very specific part of the CPU that's really good at doing parallel processing. So uh-huh. for like uh, graphics intensive uh, rendering, encoding, that can help. But not many applications support that because it's really hard to to program. Mm-hmm. So not many things actually use it. But when they do use it, you get a massive performance boost. So that and and only Intel CPUs support that. Do you remember um, on the olden days there was um, uh, MMX CPUs and yeah, MMX2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to that. But yeah, right. 21st century. Um, huh. Yeah. So, yeah, but Ryzen hasn't got that. So you don't get that performance boost. And some applications do support it on Intel, but... Ha- not many. Ha- ha- yeah, not, not many. And again, yeah. if, if you know you need it, you you'll, you know. I yet admit it to, to tell you, so... Yeah, I, like it's still a different socket, though, right? I'm like you're still getting yes, different yes. motherboards, and so, so, yes, you, so whether you, you're you, locked in because of that or. That that said, pretty much every two years there's a new motherboard socket anyway. So mm. if you're upgrading that often, like you know, the current range of Intel CPUs won't fit in your motherboard from two years ago. Yeah. So you can have to buy a, a, new, a new motherboard anyway. Yeah. And and new RAM and probably and, a new. SSD anyway, so <laughs> you, you, know, you, <laughs> you may as well start again. You, you may as well just decide what's best at the time rather than thinking what fits the current things that I have. I know with the uh, release of the RTX 30 series, there was a lot of a lot of conjecture about whether or not you actually had to have a motherboard that supported PCIe 4, um, but it turns out that they snuck it in just under the PCI 3 and the bandwidth available and so like sort of maxing out the throughput that you can get out of those lanes. Um, and then there's a potential, if you want to dig really deep, like you know, loss of a couple of frames per second here and there because the, um, the actual RAM might be using some of the uh, allotted lanes that the uh, GPU is using off of the the dual slots and all, like all of this extra like, I mean this is for like real extreme sort of you know people that are pushing or, or want that maximum experience all of the time like then, then 
um, you know, but the fear, the, the, the larger fear initially was that you, you had, you were all going to have to upgrade your motherboards because you're going to need PCIe 4, um, which hasn't been the case. So, um, when it comes to GPUs, like the, there's, when we start comparing AMD, who's done an amazing job of, of catching up and exceeding NVIDIA in a lot of ways over the last few years. Um, the only thing really up NVIDIA's sleeve at the moment is the whole ray tracing stuff and, and the you know RTX being ray tracing and um, the fact that some, a very small subset of games are being optimized for uh, or being built that have ray tracing of some level in them. Um, one of the one of the big showcases being Minecraft, so uh, which gets a lot of people over the line or Fortnite. I, I, I thought Minecraft wasn't a very graphically intensive game, was it? It's not, <laughs> but there's a version of it that uh, Nvidia's engineers have been working with, like Microsoft's team, to create this um, version that essentially. Uh, turns ray tracing on and makes every surface a reflective one. Um, it's it's actually quite incredible to see, like the difference of flicking it on and off, um, and and what 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 it can do. Uh, I got a chance to play with it at PAX, I think last year. Um, it, it wasn't this year. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't this year. Uh, but it it does make a huge huge difference, like okay, and. Cool. To the point where it doesn't feel like Minecraft because it, it that's not Minecraft. Minecraft's like blocks and and stuff. Whereas all of a sudden you have this light and shadow and reflection and um, it doesn't. A lot of people see it for the first time and just kind of not freak out, but they're just sort of like maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting to see what it can do. But if if ray tracing isn't important. And, and it may very well not be important to you because it's not in a lot of lot of titles. And if you, you know what you're playing, um, then the AMD GPUs, they are like superstars for like your return on investment. Well, because yeah, they're, they're just way cheaper. I mean, right now, the NVIDIA GPUs, if, if you can find one to buy, yeah, um, they, they, they cost at least like $1,000 for those top-end ones. Yeah. And the performance gap between the AMD at the moment and the video one's not massive so they're kind of better bang for buck mm. then but the rtx 3000 series if they weren't so out of stock and in demand they would probably be a better buy because they're just a, a generation ahead of what amd has right now but you just can't buy them like they're sold out for like three three or three months at least yeah and, and videos CEO saying it could, could be six months until we catch up. So don't expect the price to drop for at least six months. <laughs> yeah. So and by that time they'll be talking about the forty series. AMD. Well, well uh, uh, AMD has the RX six thousand coming soon. Mm. So they're going to announce that late October, I think. So soon, and that's going to be their new flagship GPU or new design. So that'd be interesting to see how that manages to compete with. Nvidia stuff and at what price point they they release that as at, at. yeah so uh, at the at the Ryzen event they showed off a few specs for it like um, some four K frames per second like Gears of War was running at 60, 60 sorry seventy three frames per second 
Call of Duty was running at 88 frames per second and 4K off the um, 6000 series, but the official announcement's on the 28th of October, so um, not too far away. Uh, but I guarantee they're cheaper. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know, essentially what's being used in the next console generation. It's just a, yeah. a version of yeah, um, so AMD. I, I wonder if that performance flux, because on the console you have to do a lot more optimizing to get perform because because you know i can target i've got 25 million consoles out there with the same hardware specs mm. like you can tweak it you can take advantage of these things a lot better i, I assume that on a pc yeah would that flow down to windows pcs there's optimizations i'm i'm, I'm not sure I, I don't think so not not like you can't tweak the engine as much on that granular level be, like because PCs have so many variables associated with them, yeah. So, like, there's all these weird tricks that they've been doing for years on, depending on which generation it is. Like, on PlayStation 3, there were weird ways of getting around and getting more performance out of things by, like, I don't know, shading things in a different way or rendering them differently. And, and um, like, I'm not a game developer, but, you know, there, there were a lot of stuff under the hood that you could do that they found out as the generations go on. That's why, like, games always look better you know two three years after a console generation comes out because they find all these ways of getting around or optimizing things to eke every ounce of performance out of the machine um which you just don't do on a pc because people upgrade and get a new one and there's no 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 problem um yeah uh but i think between apple amd some democracy sausage being delivered over uh, by Alphabet and the wing um, arm of them. That pretty much covers the last two weeks. Yeah, unless there's social media crap like Facebook and Twitter. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the that, usual usual yeah. junk. Yeah, <laughs> ruining society, blowing up a democracy, <laughs> in, installing fascism, whatever. Uh, yada yada yada. Like, yep. <laughs> that's nothing we haven't already heard. Yeah. Um, uh, I do. I put up a new review on Reckoner this week. If you are interested in um, some new wireless headphones, then AudioFly released a second generation uh, wireless in-ear headphones. Not for you, Ant. Sorry, I know you don't like in-ear. No. Um, the AFT2s. Uh, they were actually really good. Uh, I, I really like the design of them, the look and feel of them. They were. They were. Um, they were really like stayed in my ear really well. Um, they uh, have this really nice like little metal case that they pop in and out of. It's kind of about half the size of a uh, glasses case. Um, yeah, they were they were pretty good and like a half decent price point. Like they weren't uh, you know AirPods Pro sort of level of cost. Um, I'm just trying to scroll down and see exactly what they are now. Uh, to, just under 200 bucks um, at Amazon. So, and pretty good solid performance. Probably not the, the, the type of headphone you want to get if you listen to really bass heavy stuff constantly, but for an all round type of um, headphone, noise cancelling built in for um, phone calls. Um, it uses some Qualcomm noise cancelling technology, um, which is really interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, these, these, there's a thing called APTX, which is used for the the sound mm. transmitting. 
and then that makes a big difference because with headphones that don't support it, they use a compressed or the um, because Bluetooth only has the, a certain amount of bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, I, I can tell a difference between the the, the audio quality depending on what credit that, that that they use. These were were really really crisp in the sounds, like like very top end sound, um, uh, and you could you could really. It was like listening to headphones plugged into the into a machine. Like they were they were really solid. The the weird thing is that they pair as each bud has a pairing in your um, drop down. So you've got like left and right, but you only connect to one of them. Oh, so you can't see one song to the left, one song to the right. Yeah, I tr- I tried. It didn't work, <laughs> but yeah, it 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 was really interesting. So um, I. I I th- I think though if you're looking for sort of like a, a good commuter headphone, one that's easy to slip in your pocket and like have all day battery life out of it, does it, they do 35 35 hours or 25 35 hours I think with included with the charger charging case. So it was it's pretty solid performance and like no problems using it to listen to music all day and and um and get through that. So yeah, I really like but it. But for iPhone users, the real question is, is it worth spending the extra 150 bucks to get the, the AirPods Pro? If if you're on the phone a lot, the mics weren't great. So if you if you were someone who is constantly taking phone calls and, and uh, I don't know, talking to Siri or dictating or something like that, like having the, um, you know, the electric toothbrush um, laser mic come out is, is a huge improvement over just an earbud. They, these ones are quite flush, so they sit really flush in my ear, and which looks makes them look a lot better. Like I've got a um, the Beats on at the moment, so I can hear you, and that sticks out a fair bit. But um, these ones sat quite flush, almost not not to hearing aid levels, but like getting there. Um, but that helps if it fits your ear and the shapes and so forth. And and they were they stayed in really well when I went for a run, as which is. Um, Almost unheard of. Like AirPods, I cannot Just run with up. them. They're terrible. Yeah, um, for me. So yeah. Uh, so, but if you're interested, go read the full review. Put that up last week. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's about it. I think. Excellent. Yeah, I haven't got anything else. No. All right. No. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got things to review that I haven't done. I still got the HP laptop. I, I, oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and I, I I got a smartwatch as well, uh, Sun Sunto Seven. Sunto. Uh, yeah, which. All right, I'm not big on smartwatches in the first. But they send me the things that I hate. Like I don't like any headphones. I don't like yeah. smartwatches. Yeah. That's what they want. They want me to review. So, it's not going to be a very interesting review. It'll just it'll be quite basic because I haven't <laughs> worn it much. I don't. I just don't wear. It. Even when I had an um uh, Apple Watch, I never. I, I hardly wore that as well. So. Yeah, I'm just not big on smartwatches. I just don't find them that useful. I do. I do have a Sonos Move sitting in the living room that I need to unbox and um, test. That was sent, so that will be next. Cab off the rank, um, and uh, the new sound bar. I've, I, I actually bought that for myself from them. So the new play bar or whatever they call it. Um, Actually, speaking of things I've bought for myself, I bought in eBay's last sale a new monitor, a Xiaomi 34-inch 34, 34 uh-huh. for 480 bucks. It is fantastic. Like, it is a bargain. So if you need a new monitor and you want something that's a bit bigger than a 1080p or a 1440p, 
This is a 3440 by 1440, so it's like a wide curved screen. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, if you just want one decent sized screen, not two 24s or, or two 27s, yeah. for, 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 for the price, is wonderful. Like, the image quality is, like, it's it's not 100% color accurate. Like, you wouldn't use it if you're doing press work or, or video grading or mm-hmm. um, photo editing. It, and it, uh, for, an, for an amateur photo editing, it's fine. But for pro editing, when, when you're going to print it or display it elsewhere, you probably wouldn't like it that much. But for day-to-day use, it looks wonderful. It works at 144 hertz. So if you get, if you, Damn. yeah, so I put it up to 144 on my desktop, and everything scrolls so smoothly. Yeah. The mouse cursor and Windows is just like butter. Like it's just, it's, it's so nice. <laughs> so for for that price, that monitor. That's my new recommendation. So if someone asked me what monitor should I buy, I used to say a Dell UltraShark 27 inch. Mm-hmm. Now it's this this Xiaomi 34 inch. That's, I've got a I've got a 34 inch 1440p widescreen. It's a, but it's an Acer Predator, which was like I guess a gaming monitor. Um, and I think I paid it'd be close to a grand a, a, a couple grand, of years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I love it. Like I, I, just that slight curvature as well. Mm. Uh, for like curved TVs were the dumbest thing ever, but a, a curved wide screen where you're Excellent. you're Excellent. the center, it's 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 really really good. Um, yes. And I think it'd be really difficult for me to go back to a non-curved screen, um, like over here where I am uh, at the moment, away from it, and just having a, a flat screen. Got this giant like white. I've got one of the LG, you know, USB and uh, not USB Thunderbolt screens from work sitting in front of me. That's why I look like I'm anemic at the moment. It's just this, this bathe of white light just yeah. coming on me. Um, it, yeah, it, it's it's quite difficult, and I like have to constantly look over to my laptop screen, put my neck out, and stuff like that. The, the curve is so beautiful, but for 480 bucks, that is yeah, yeah, it's really cheap bargain. Yeah. Well- it's a classic Xiaomi, like it's just yeah, yeah. good quality stuff, super cheap. And I don't know how the box is all in um, uh, Russian. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's all uh, the inside the box. The instructions are, are in multi languages. So it is English, German, French, all kind of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, it's from the official Xiaomi store on Amazon or on uh, eBay. So hmm. if it's not, it gets on sale very often. So if you subscribe to the Sizzle and pay for the Sizzle, you'll Whenever they're on sale, I mention it, but don't pay more than like five fifty for it. Like you'll get it wow. for way cheaper than five fifty most of the time. Display so, port? Yeah, yeah, two dis- dis- display port, one HDMI, uh, USB hub as well, um, and the stand that like, goes up and down, pivots, tilts. Yep. So it's yeah, it's 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 a VA panel, not an um, uh, IPS, IPS, but yeah. it still looks fine. Looks pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So I'm 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 impressed by it. I've got it on my PC. That I use it for scanning and for games, and it's yeah, I'm, I'm it's a bargain. That's my new monitor recommendation. Sounds good. All right. Well, on that note, on the monitor recommendation of Anthony Ages, <laughs> we might worth, wrap worth it up. Gold. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what everyone's tuning in for. Just yeah. been waiting what, for that. What monitor does this man? I don't know. Want, want me to buy? <laughs> Um, why don't you let the good folks tuning in know where they can find out more about your good monitor recommendations thesizzle.com.au where you can get a free trial by newsletter every day goes out tech, tech news 
and decryption on Twitter, D-E-C-R-Y-P-T-I-O-N. I could actually include overlays for that now that... Nice. Uh, that's, yeah. that's too much effort. <laughs> Uh, and you can find out more about what I'm up to at um, Twitter at Rajdeut, R-A-J-D-E-U-T, or, of course, on the Reckoner website, reckoner.com.au, which you probably know about because you wouldn't be here otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, on that note, thanks, everyone, for watching. We will um, maybe see you next time. Maybe not. Maybe. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, and thanks, yeah. everyone, that joined in the live chat. Thanks. Bye.